0: To the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. a foggy morning in Virginia Beach, Virginia. But welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, Alex Iaquinto. And I am so pumped for this episode. This is the second ever episode of the Last Gen Podcast. And it's been encouraging to see how many people have responded to this. Young people saying, thank you for doing this. It's so great um, youth groups that are utilizing this tool. Cause I really believe that this, this is going to be a help to people and it already has been. So this is the second ever episode and I'm so excited to be back in the studio with you. I'm recording this in the morning and, uh, later today we're going to the Bible museum in, uh, in DC, which I'm, I'm excited for cause I've heard great things. So, uh, that's a little backstory on my day, but you saw the title I've seen the title. We're talking about... We're answering common questions about speaking in tongues. And I... I'm... I really do enjoy this subject. Because... And without getting into it, you know, real... You know, right now, but... This is one of the things that people do a terrible job defending. Like, awful. I think. And it's like if, if they even can at all, if, if you're a Pentecostal or charismatic, there's very few people who actually know why they believe what they believe. And that's actually one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is so that young people can know what they believe and why they believe it. Cause you've got to, you got to know why you believe something or else you don't actually believe it. You just heard it. You've got to be able to go to the Bible. If someone asked you, Why do you believe in speaking in tongues? The answer should not be, well, my church believes it. The answer should be, here, let me take you to these passages in scripture. And that's, and it's not, it's not just young people that don't know. It's, it's like 90% of charismatics and Pentecostals. You know, I say this all all the time, like half as a joke, but, but mostly true. I mean, it is true. Um, my uncle, evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., is probably the person that taught me that that Pentecostals and charismatics don't have to be idiots. Because, you know, you look everywhere else, and and Pentecostals and charismatics. Listen, I'm a Pentecostal. I believe in the gifts of the spirit. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it's not enough to just say you believe it. You've got to back it up from scripture. A lot of people don't don't want to go to the the Bible for what they believe, even if it's true. What they believe. No, I just believe it because because uh, I've seen it in church and I know it's true. Well, yeah, but you should be able to give a defense. That's what the Apostle Peter commanded us to do. Give, be ready to give a defense about the hope that lies within you, because people are going to ask, especially in this day people wonder about things, and if they ask you, you better have an answer, so that's what we're doing actually today, we're answering common questions about speaking in tongues, because people really do have questions about this, this is a very, you know, people would say controversial topic, it shouldn't be, because it's very clear from scripture, very, very clear from scripture, but it People do have questions about this. And if you are one of those people, stick around. Take notes on this. This is going to be a good resource for you. Because if you believe anything, and not just speaking in tongues, if you believe anything and practice it daily, prayer, praying for people, praying for the sick, if you do that long enough, the devil is always going to try to put doubt in your mind. It's what he did from the garden. Did God really say that you can't eat from that tree? Did God really say? He's been doing that since the beginning. So the devil's going to try to plant a seed of doubt in your mind, and more specifically, about speaking in tongues. You know, you'll you'll be speaking in tongues and think, you know, is this really doing anything? I don't even know what I'm saying. Is this really... In the Bible, is this really what God... And then you'll have people come along and tell you, no, I mean that, you know, you see that in the Bible, that's just... And they treat it like this fringe thing. This fringe conspiracy theorist. Like if you're Baptist and you want solid doctrine, come to a Baptist church. But if you want, you know, a fringe, charismatic, floppy theology view of of the Bible then go to this charismatic church. It's it shouldn't be that way. I I am unashamedly pentecostal. That that song comes to mind. I'm a pentecostal. I am not ashamed. Read the book of Acts. We are still the same. It's one of my favorite songs. But you've got to know why you're a pentecostal. And one of the things that sets a pentecostal apart in belief is the belief in speaking in tongues. Not every denomination, not every belief system believes that. But we do, and so we should know. So we're answering common questions about speaking in tongues. So that whenever that seed of doubt comes in, you have scripture to back it up. You immediately know the word of God said, and then you could turn there. Because there's many places in the Bible where it talks about tongues. People will make you believe that it's just like, you know, this. there's like one or two verses out there that talk about tongues, but really, this is the main thing. And a lot of people, if they even hear about tongues, it's because their pastor standing up on a Sunday morning accidentally flipped to 1 Corinthians 12 or 14 instead of 13. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now concerning spiritual... good Oh! My bad, wrong chapter. Love is patient, love is kind. And that's all you'll hear. <laughs> so people, people don't teach on it, but you're going to know why by the end of this broadcast. And we're going to answer some questions. So let's get into it. So the first question that we're going to be answering about tongues, by the way, I would encourage you to take notes on this. The first question, is tongues in the Bible? Now that you could you could think okay that's a basic question Alex. No, people actually don't know. Is tongues in the Bible? And like I said, it's not just a one-off scripture that we're just using out of context. I'm going to I'm going to show you every time that I've counted that the Bible talks about tongues. So first of all, we have the earliest scripture speaking about tongues. And that's Isaiah 28:11. Isaiah 28, 11. and this is a, a future promise. This was in the Old Testament, and God is promising, looking towards the future, that he's promising this thing called speaking in tongues. And then it says this, For by strange lips and with a foreign tongue the Lord will speak to his people. With strange lips and foreign and a foreign tongue, the Lord will speak to his people. That's the promise in the New Testament. Look at Jesus' promise. In Mark 16, verse 15 through 18, he said to him, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany the those who believe in my name they will drive out demons they will speak in new tongues they will pick up serpents with their hands and they will drink deadly poison and it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well one of the signs of being a believer is speaking in tongues so that's jesus talking about it so that's two right there romans 8:26 Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought to. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Romans 8.26. That's three scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12. That whole thing is about spiritual gifts. And one of the, the gifts of the Spirit is speak, sp- and is uh, tongues. Keep Keeping it going. 1 Corinthians 14. This, this whole chapter pretty much is about speaking in tongues. Ephesians 6.18 Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Jude 1.20 But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now listen, you if you were to be against tongues nowadays, You wouldn't have to just rip one page out of your Bible. You would have to rip whole chapters out of your Bible. You would have to rip pages upon pages, not only in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament. Speaking in tongues is something that God promised for this present day believer, for this dispensation. So you say, what is speaking in tongues? Speaking in tongues is the, and I want you to write this definition down. Speaking in tongues, the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and a continual prayer language for every believer. I'm going to repeat that. Speaking in tongues, the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and a continual heavenly prayer language for every believer. So not only is speaking in tongues just a one-time thing that you do when you first receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, though it is an evidence, it's something that you continually do every day. Continually. Paul said, I speak in tongues, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Paul spoke in tongues. The Apostle Paul wrote over one-third of the New Testament. Spoke in tongues more than all of you. And he was speaking to the Corinthian church. So number one is tongues in the Bible. All through it. It's very hard. to, And and I didn't even mention, I should have. I didn't even mention the times that it was. So that was, what was that? Seven? Let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's in the epistles and in Isaiah. But let's go to where it actually was in Scripture in narrative form in Acts two, Acts two, Acts ten, and Acts nineteen, where it explicitly states that they spoke in tongues. And it's it, it's inferred in Acts eight, Acts nine. So how many is that? That's 12 times in scripture. How many times does it take for God to write something down for you before we believe it? So it's not some fringe thing. Well, if you're crazy, if you're like one of those weirdo Christians, you can speak in tongues. No, it's, it's God's will for you. And he didn't just tell you to do it for no reason. It carries benefits. And I can't go through all of the benefits. Maybe that'll be another podcast in of in and of itself. Because there are many, many, many benefits for speaking in tongues. And God set it up to be that way. Many benefits. Speaking in tongues is important. It's very, very important in the life of a believer. So number one is tongues in the Bible big time. Number two is tongues for everyone is speaking in tongues for everyone. And the reason this is a commonly asked question is because, uh, people think, you know, I never got it. So I guess that's not my gift, but I, I believe it can happen. You know, I had a pastor who knew, you know, who knew I was spirit filled charismatic Pentecostal believed in speaking in tongues and when he could he would bring it up you know like just just as a a, a slight jab well you know not everyone does Uh, somehow it got brought up in conversation he said well you know that's not my gift nobody asked you if it was your gift it's in the Bible for every single believer for you listening God wants you to speak in tongues. It's not just for your pastor. It's not just for an evangelist. It's not just for apostles and prophets and teachers. It's for every single believer. How do we know that? Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. This is the first time we actually see people speak in tongues in the Bible. Acts chapter 2. This is the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. How many? All. They were all together. Not all 12. There were 120 believers. They were all together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and all began to speak in other tongues. How many people were speaking in tongues? Just the 12 apostles? No. All believers. Every single believer started speaking in tongues after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's an evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just like you can't see wind, you can't physically see wind, but you can see trees being blown, leaves falling to the ground. You can see the effects of wind. So though you can't see the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can see the effects of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which the most common one and the initial evidence is speaking in tongues. And that's not just for special people. That's for every single believer. So not only in Acts chapter 2, turn to Acts chapter 10. Acts 10. Peter was preaching at Cornelius' house. Cornelius was a Gentile, and they had a house full of Gentiles, and Peter was preaching. Listen to this. Acts ten forty four. While Peter was still saying these things, he's preaching. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them, what? Speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water water baptism from these people, who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So how many in Cornelius' house started speaking in tongues? Every last one of them. Every one of them. Not just there, Acts 19. You know, I'm using a lot of scripture today on purpose. Because not only do I want to put this in your spirit, the importance of it, I want you to know next time someone talks, you know, you know, slanders tongues or talks about it as some fringe thing, you have scripture to turn to. Because the devil has always been mocking the things of the spirit, always, since Acts chapter 2. People are going to mock it. But it's in the Bible. I mean, you can't do anything about it. It's in the Bible. Acts 19. Acts chapter 19. And verse. Okay, we'll, we'll start at verse 1. And it happened that while while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, No, we haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what baptism were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus And when Paul laid his hands on them, they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. Now, out of the 12, what percentage of men were speaking in tongues? 100%. 100%. Every time in Scripture, 100% of them were speaking in tongues. So it's not a special gift. You can't say, no, I guess... You know, I I know that's in the Bible, but, you know, I've never experienced it, so I guess God doesn't want me to have it. God does want you to have it. It's only bad theology and lies of the enemy that have turned you off to it. Just lies. Bad, bad teaching. Tongues is for everyone. God wants every single believer to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire With the evidence of speaking in tongues. So number one is tongues in the Bible. Big time. Number two is tongues for everyone. Yes. Number three. Have tongues stopped. This is a big one. Because there's a movement out there. And it's called cessationism. And what that means is that people believe that the gifts of the spirit stopped when the last apostle died. So yes, there's tongues in the Bible and yes, we see miracles and we see healings in Jesus life, but that was really just for building the church. And now when the, when the last apostle died, when John died, those gifts stop and they're not really for today. So we can't say that. But when you hear someone say that, I want you to ask them where in the Bible There is not one place in the Bible where it says that. Not one place. Tongues never stopped. Miracles never stopped. Just like salvation never stopped. The Holy Spirit is at work in this generation as much or more than he was in the book of Acts. I want you to think about that. The Holy Spirit gets more and more active as time goes by, not less and less active. Jesus says, the works that you see me do, you will do also, and greater works than these. Because why? Because I go to the Father who's in heaven, meaning he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And the latter half will be more glorious than the former half. That means that where we live now, you know, we shouldn't be looking back to Acts and say, oh, wasn't that a great time? Wish I could be alive in those days. Because, you know, God really moved in those days. No, we're actually right now in the greatest generation to be alive. Don't look back at old revivals and think, you know, it would have been cool to be alive when Smith Wigglesworth was alive or when Dr. Lester Summerall was alive. no. We're in the greatest generation that ever lived. Miracles have increased, not decreased. So to think that tongues have stopped with the last apostle is crazy. Absolutely crazy. And you know what encourages me about this? I have this book that I'd encourage you to get. It's called An Essential Guide to Speaking in Tongues by Ron Phillips and uh, he goes through all the, all the, throughout the book, he talks about the, the biblical evidence for speaking in tongues. He talks about, you know, how it hasn't died out. He talks about, actually, and the, one I, the part I want to zero in on, is there's a chapter where he talks about how the early church, after the apostles had died, the early church saw miracles, signs, and wonders, and they saw the gifts of the Spirit speaking in tongues. He talks about how this, um, this man, Justin Martyr, an early church father, who was 10, I believe he was 10 years old when the last apostle died. And he writes about how he sees tongues, miracles, and the gifts of the spirit. Not only him, but there's an early church father in the third century, Tertullian, who writes about speaking in tongues. And then all down the line, there's tons of people that uh, talk about how speaking in tongues has not stopped, how it's continued. So don't let that that seed of doubt come in your mind. Well, you know, that was for the early church. No, it's for you now. Not one place in the Bible does it say tongues have stopped. And then number four, when, when speaking in tongues, does there always have to be an interpreter? Does there always have to be an interpreter? Now, this is a point of confusion for a lot of people. Because they read in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 14, where Paul talks to the Corinthian church about speaking in tongues. And he says to them, the one who speaks in tongues should pray that he would interpret. And his reason for that is, he says, if all of you just got up and spoke in tongues in church, then you know pe- people would be so confused because they can't understand you. Tongues is not a language like Chinese is a language. You understand? Tongues is a heavenly language. The Bible says, when a man speaks in tongues, no man understands him. For he doesn't speak to man, he speaks directly to God because he utters mysteries in the Spirit. So if he, Paul says, if I got up and spoke in tongues and did not interpret, that doesn't help it, anyone in the church because I'm just building myself up. So he says, when you're in a church service, there should be an interpreter. So people say, you know, that person spoke in tongues, but there was no interpreter. I don't believe that's true. I don't, I don't believe that was the Holy Spirit. And I, I want to uh, clear something up. There's a difference between the gift of tongues, the gift of tongues, one of the nine gifts of the Spirit, and the personal prayer language of tongues. The gift of tongues should always have an interpreter because it's meant for the body of believers in a church service. But the personal prayer language of tongues is meant for you, yourself, When you're speaking to God, in your prayer time, when you're praying to God, you can pray in tongues, pray in the spirit, and not interpret. So it's not from the devil if no one interprets. Let me ask you a question. Who was the interpreter in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost? Who interpreted in Acts 10 at Cornelius' house? No one. Now, is God up in heaven saying, that's that's out of order? Where's the interpreter? Where's the interpreter? No, because they were all speaking directly to God. There's no need for an interpreter if you're speaking directly to God. Though God can give you the interpretation to your own personal prayer language, that's not what it's meant for. Your personal prayer language is meant for you in your personal time, with God, that builds you up, you pray directly to God, and the Spirit helps you pray. Your spirit prays the perfect will of God. But, in a church service, there should be an interpreter. In a church service, there should be an interpreter, so as to help the people that are there. Because if I got up and spoke in tongues to a thousand people and then just got down and someone else just got up directly talking to the people and everyone at one time just started trying to talk to the people in tongues, it's not going to help anyone. But, Paul said, so he talks about that, but then Paul says, nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind In order to instruct others Than 10,000 words in a tongue So he talks about Yes I pray in tongues in my personal time But in church I want there to be an interpretation So does there always have to be An interpretation of tongues? No I don't need to interpret My own personal prayer language In my quiet time In the morning With the Lord You can pray in tongues by yourself like Paul said. Like Paul said. So no, there doesn't always have to be an interpretation unless you're giving a message in tongues. Which helps for people to understand. So to go over the five questions again. Answering commonly asked questions... On speaking in tongues. Number one is tongues in the Bible. Big time. Twelve times that I've counted in the Bible. Number two is tongues for everyone. Yes. Number three. Have tongues stopped? No. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. And number four. Does there always have to be an interpreter? Only when it's a message to the body of Christ. In church service. But when you're by yourself and when you're speaking directly to God, you don't have to pray that you might interpret. You're speaking to God. And I think it's so important. I know I'm we we used a lot of scripture today, but that's that's the point of today. Because you have to be ready to answer people that have questions. And that's what's going to produce a strong faith. The, the writer of Hosea, Hosea said, or the Lord said through Hosea, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge of me. I extra believe that that verse was written to charismatics. Because usually people, you know, charismatic people don't back up at all what they believe through the Bible. But you can't say that now. You know the Bible. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So this broadcast is important. If you have to go back and take notes, and because it was heavy on on scripture and stuff, I would encourage that you do that. But I want to end with this, because there's many young people who say, "Yeah, I know. I know speaking in tongues is for everyone, and I know, I, and I want to speak in tongues." and i want the baptism of the holy spirit but they've never received it i want to encourage you that it's a promise from god jesus said ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks The door will be open to them. God wants you to speak in tongues more than you want to. So it's not that you're just trying to convince God for this special gift. It's his will for your life. And I want to pray for you at the end of this. That anyone who hasn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues and hasn't received their personal prayer language. That you would even on this podcast. Because it's so important in these end times, in these last days, that we are spirit-filled and on fire for God. I want to take you to one of those verses that talks about tongues in Jude. And don't freak out. Yes, Jude is a book in the Bible. Jude, it's only one chapter, and in verse 15. Actually, let's start in verse 17. But you must remember, beloved, The predictions of the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers, that means mockers, following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. Now listen to what he says after this. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So Jude says, yes, there's going to be mockers and there's going to be scoffers devoid of the Spirit, who have a form of godliness, but deny the power. People who mock the things of the Spirit, even Christians who mock speaking in tongues, there's going to be mockers, but what is your response to that? Jude says, but you, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, So what's our response to mockers and scoffers who say, oh, that's not in the Bible, or that just died off with the last apostle? What's our response? Keep praying in the Spirit. Building yourself up. Praying in the Spirit. So yes, there's going to be people who don't agree and don't believe. That's fine with me. I'm just going to keep on what God told me to do. Because when you pray in the Spirit, you build up your most holy faith. That's why it's so important. Smith Wigglesworth said, If you pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues, until you feel the physical residue of the anointing on your body, every morning you'll never backslide. That's a great man of God who raised countless people from the dead. So take that advice. Build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I'd encourage you every single day, pray in the Holy Spirit. That's what I do. I I take a time in my prayer time, praying in the Holy Spirit, just praying in the Holy Spirit. Now you could say, well, I don't know what I'm praying. That's okay. The Bible says, Paul said, the one who speaks in tongues speaks not to men, but directly to God, for no man understands him. So you're not going to understand what you're saying, but God does. It's okay. You're not talking to yourself. You're talking to God. The Bible says we, we don't know how to pray as we ought to, but the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. So when we pray in the Spirit, we pray the perfect will of God. And if you're one of those people who after this podcast realize, oh, shoot, this is a promise of God. This is all throughout the Bible. This isn't some fringe idea. This is God's will. If you're one of those people and have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I'm going to pray for you now. Wherever you're at, lift your hands and close your eyes unless you're driving. In which case, pull over. Please don't crash your car. Wherever you're at, close your eyes. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for these young people. I thank you for every single listener right now who's watching. I pray that you would baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Lord, you said that you would pour out your Spirit on all flesh. And Lord, we claim that promise now in Jesus' name. We claim that promise now in Jesus' name. And now, who, those who have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, be filled in the name of Jesus with the Holy Spirit, a fresh baptism of power in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And don't hold back. Don't let your mind stop what God's trying to do. Your mind is going to say, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what this is. Just let it come out. Don't don't try to block it. Your mind's going to be a big blockage to what God's trying to do. And I believe this helped people. This wasn't, you know, this was way more teaching than preaching, but I hope it helped. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you if you have, if you receive that. If you for the first time spoke in tongues and had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to message me. If you have Instagram, it's alex.iaquinto. i a q u i n t o. And I want to hear what what happened to you. Because I believe this helped. It's so important that we know what we believe and why we believe it. So, so important. But I want to pray for every listener. Right now, who's watching? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your hungry people that come back to listen to the word of God. I pray you'd bless them for that. I pray that you'd give them even more hunger for the things of you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Listen, I love you all so much. It's been so encouraging to hear feedback from you and hear those that are listening. Because one of the things that this does I believe is that it connects a bunch of young people who are on fire for God that that I didn't know existed people DMing me left and right hey I listen to the podcast and it's so encouraging to see that there's another you know faith filled Christian and I feel the same way it's very encouraging to see people all over the country and all over the world united because you're not the only one You've got a friend in me, as a brother Randy Newman would say. But I love you. Share this. Post it on your story. Get the word out because this is actually the second ever episode of the Last Gen Podcast. And I'd encourage you to stay up to date with what we're doing because it's already taken off. We're going to be doing more things in the future. And like I always say, I don't know if I'll be back with you next week But we will be back with you next week The Last Gen Podcast is a weekly thing So we'll see you next week With another teaching From the Bible To encourage your faith Thank you so much for watching I love you so much And I'll check back in with you Next week